0: What's up, guys? It's Rowan coming back at you with another episode of your favorite podcast, so the Soul podcast. Only. So I was thinking obviously,
1: podcast. Sorry, I got excited because it's my favorite podcast. It's
0: alright. It's a lot of people's favorite podcast. Absolutely.
1: About as it
0: should be, because we are indeed the best.
1: The yeah, true true crime podcast. Uh, what? Uh, uh, hey babe, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, second tier, honestly. So I was thinking podcast, Low,
0: lowest tier possible.
1: Yeah, we bring the high quality goods.
0: Speaking of high quality, uh, we would. We're still in the basement of my home. Thank you, Chris. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Chris, big shout out to him. Uh, Rabbit Hole Records. If you want to record a podcast your album uh your favorite song uh a cover uh your band chris is your guy he will record everything and anything in high fidelity in high fidelity not limited in, in to and including your local nose picking competition he will be right up in there recording it all for you just know uh
1: I feel like that's video. a lot of work. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never made noise while picking my nose.
0: Yeah, me neither, because I can do it with my tongue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I can't. Um, yeah, I can. I'm pretty
1: sure we have you on video on one of our episodes doing <laughs> Wasn't it that quick. for the after show? Probably.
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, thoughts and prayers for uh, Chris in his nose picking competitions. Um, he's very competitive. Um, so don't ask him about it. Um, but <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. hmm.
1: Nose picking competitions. Uh, famous, famous fun fact about Chris. Oh yeah. Cause we can't ever skip those. Speaking of nose picking competitions, Chris, one time, uh, in middle school, Held the record for ho- biggest loogie ever hawked. Uh, what did I say? Hocked uh, loogie. He hawked a loogie. He biggest loogie ever hawked. Uh, it hawk was it was in it was in 1985. Small wow. town. Uh, ooh, can't say that. <laughs> uh, small town of uh, Wonkaville, Missouri, where Chris grew up, and uh, you know he. He just came in with allergies one day. Kids still talk about it. The legend of Chris in Wonkaville, Missouri, where he grew up, hit an old lady in the face. Yeah. It's more famous because she went to the hospital afterwards. Uh, you know, the first instance of old lady being attacked by a random loogie, Chris did it. Also biggest loogie on record in Wonkaville, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah
0: most guttural sound that I've ever heard. Yeah. Just like the, like, deep, uh, chestal. uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: Besides orangutans. Anyway, we're starting a new series today. Oh,
0: new series.
1: Tonight. Unbeknownst to me. Yeah. Even though he was here while we planned it. We are starting a new series, and we're calling it Famous Last Words. Um,
0: Oh, are we going over Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He'll be back. Um, And uh, the thumbs up at the end of Terminator 2. That was brilliant movie writing. But then he... uh, No, seriously. We're going over famous last words. We're looking at John chapter 14 through 17. Um, This is Jesus at the Last Supper with his disciples. And I think he goes on to like try to get as much out to them and have them remember as many things as possible during this one last meal with them and and he goes on and he like he levels out some doozies i what well, what am i saying levels out some doozies he throws out some haymakers with with what he says and he you know like really tries to get to the root of like Hey, like I've spent the last three years trying to teach you A, B, and C and D, but really, like, listen up, pay attention, get out your iPhones, take some notes, disciples, because I this is what like you need to know because I'm about to die. And they didn't believe him, but he was like, No, seriously, I'm about to die. Listen up. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking at. I mean, Rowan, theoretical crush question. If you are about to die, you got twelve people in the room, and you're trying to give them an important life lesson to carry with them, what would you say?
0: I'd probably say, like, here's the thing. Go through my house. Here's what you need to hide. There's some evidence that I need you to scrub. Everywhere. Internet, Facebook, everywhere. You don't
1: even have Facebook.
0: That's what you think. (laughs) I have my own, like, LinkedIn, everything. Just scrub it. Um, liquidate all my assets, send them to uh, the boys. They'll know what that means. And uh, cover my tracks.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Jesus was pretty similar when he said, uh, starting in chapter 14, uh, my homies... um...
1: (laughs) That's not how he started at all. I think we're reading different versions. No, but I mean, like, think about it. If you are uh, surrounded by people and these are your last words, like there are some famous last words. Sometimes they're written down, you know, like by prisoners or whatever, like on their deathbed. And we have famous last words. Um, there was a, uh, there was a really interesting one that I read of, of this guy that was just super hateful. Um, and, and like, I think the prison or like the guard that was like, this was like when the death penalty was still a thing. Like, uh, he was like i'm about to tell the devil i'll say hi in five minutes or whatever last words is what he wanted to let everybody know about his life um or like steve jobs at the end of his life uh he is on record saying something like everything that i work for is meaningless um and that he would have spent more of his time doing other things instead of being so busy with apple which when you think of like the success of apple you would be like wow you know but famous last words sometimes they're unimportant and they're stupid and then other times they're like they're really meaningful and and jesus being god in the flesh and human he's giving his closest friends like yo this is this is it Mm -hmm. um you know like Listen up because these words that I'm about to give you are are the basis of what's going to carry you when I'm gone and um, if we if we start in in John chapter 14 Jesus starts with this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My, father house, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I'm go. No, if that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. So right off the bat, Jesus is like, don't let your hearts be troubled. And mm-hmm. then at the end of chapter 13 like Jesus starts off by saying like I'm about to die by the way listen up and then we start in John 14 but he starts trying to console and comfort people like don't don't worry about what's happening next
0: yeah and you can kind of like Jesus knows like the hardship that's coming for these people like he knows the persecution he knows the troubles and hardships that are coming and he's like look like there's a place for you like you're going to go and people are going to try to stone you. You're going to go someplace and they're going to like scream hateful things at you. Like you're going to feel like an outcast an outsider. You're going to feel like you don't belong. You do belong. Like there's a place set aside just for you. And I think he's trying to, he's comforting us because he knows that like our life here, here shouldn't be easy. He knows that our life Uh, as christians is going to be filled with persecution and hardships and having to do tough and difficult things but uh he's trying to comfort us with the fact that at the end of the day we belong with jesus and like that is coming right yeah this is all for like the greater good and that last part you know the way to the place where i'm going he's setting up his uh the next part of what he's going to say but yeah uh i can keep going if you want or do oh, you have go ahead. To add? Nope. Yeah. So the the next point he makes is uh, Thomas says to him, this is starting in verse five. Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? The words I say to you, uh, yeah, I so- do not
1: speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the father living in me who is doing his work before we keep going, though. Um jesus thomas has a very important question because he's like all right jesus you say that we know the way, way but you haven't drawn us a map you know like this isn't like our forefathers here in america that left maps on the back of the declaration of independence that if you got <laughs> lemon juice and and, and um, on it no you <laughs> heat it up have you not watched the movies and then there's secret maps to treasure hidden under the church in new york Trinity Church. That's where it was hidden all this time. Like, so Thomas is like, you haven't done that, Jesus. We don't have the Declaration of Independence. How are we supposed to find out where you're going? And Jesus is again, pointing to the father and he says, Thomas, listen up. I am the way, the truth and the life. And again, Jesus is setting up the most important things for his disciples to remember because people, you know, like we we know the world that we live in, right? There's There's Islam, there's Buddhism, there's Taoism, there's agnosticism, there's atheism, there's Judaism, there's all these isms and there's all these world religions and ideologies that try to point us somewhere. And a lot of these ideologies, you know, nowadays, I think have tried to convince us that there's more than one way to God. There's as long as you do good things, you'll find yourself towards God, Mm -hmm. whoever that God may be. Like if you stay on the right track, if you stay on the right path, you'll get to God eventually. And Jesus like right off the bat is trying to address like, no, 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 no. Listen, I am the way I'm the truth. I am the life. No one gets to God except through me. Yeah. And, and, and I think sometimes we like to think that, that, um, Uh, I had this conversation like just the other day and, you know, like this is an interesting conversation because Christianity is in, is a wide open invitation to an exclusive club. And that sounds so backwards, right? Like some, some like clubs or membership groups or whatever, like they're invitation only. Mm -hmm. And, and like, you have to know somebody to know somebody to get there. And with Christianity, what Jesus, like Jesus pretty much says, like the door is wide open. Right. Yeah. John 316. Anyone who believes shall not perish, but have eternal life. Like the door is wide open for everybody and anybody can can come to Jesus, like regardless of what they believe or what they've done or nobody's going to hold their past against them. But Jesus says, but you have to get through me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like Allah can't let you in through the door. Buddha can't let you in through the door. I'm the one at the door. I am the door you know yeah. like and and if you try to go any other way I'm you're not going towards God I promise you yeah but if you find me you will find your way to God mm-hmm. um and and that's interesting because like Christianity is inclusive we want everybody in but it is also exclusive because Jesus kind of draws a line in the sand your good mm-hmm. deeds aren't going to get you to God your your other, you know, like beliefs and, and your morality and, and Buddha and, you know, again, drawing the line between other religions. They're not going to get you to God. Everybody's welcome. But there's a line in the sand. Like yeah. Jesus says, I am the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love how he's just trying to be as perfectly um, clear. Clear. Yes. Thank you. He's just trying to like make it. Uh, abundantly clear what his mission is right he doesn't want any confusion because he's leaving right uh he's not going to be around always to give exact instructions to people so these last few moments he's trying to be abundantly clear and making his statement about who he is and what like what he's about right because he's not just saying i'm the way that is what he's saying but he's also saying I am the father and the father is in me right like he's declaring that he is God which is extremely taboo for the time yeah and so like he's just doubling down on what he's always said and he's being abundantly clear that he's not just a prophet he's not just some good guy who's uh, doing this because he likes uh, spreading oh love your neighbor love other people love everybody. Right. He's like, no, I'm God. Therefore I have the authority of God. Right. And I am the way, like I've set a place for you, but I'm the only way. Uh, to get to that place, so like follow me, and like this is what you need to do. He's just—he's not cutting any corners. He's getting right to the point, and I love it. Yeah, like this is his. These are his final moments, and he's just using all the time he has to make it abundantly clear—not only for the disciples two thousand years ago, but for us today. Yeah, because now we don't have to question like, is Jesus really who he says he is? Like, is Jesus um, like. What if what if like like it answers so many questions, like what if like I can't Jesus just be a prophet and like but like God is still real, right? Yeah. There's like so many questions that can be answered in just these like short few passages that I think it's super important uh for us as Christians to really dive deep into these because this is where like Jesus says all the important stuff, right?
1: Yeah. And and I like that you brought up the fact that Um, he's not hiding anything because in John chapter 13, he kind of like brings that up. He says, listen, before I used to talk to you guys in parables and I, and when I talk to the big crowds, like I'm telling these stories and I'm trying to make everybody understand. And even with you, my closest friends, like I've left you out of the loop and some, but now that all the people are gone, now that it's just us, I'm going to be very clear and I'm going to be very honest with you. And I'm going to be very, like this is what it is. And so, this is what we're reading, right? Like Jesus is not trying to hide anything. He's not trying to hold back. He's mm-hmm. like he is making that claim, and I think that's an important claim. Yeah. Um Jesus isn't claiming to like be a good guy. He's not claiming to yeah. be a good prophet. He's not claiming and this is what um uh we had this conversation or this guy on TikTok started uh talking to us Uh, on our on our page and our one of one of our videos and he asked for proof and i said and we even talked about this in church today pastor kevin's gonna like that he got another shout out that's for (laughs) you um but we talked about this in church today like there is um there is no denying like if you have any sense of sense at all there's no denying that jesus was a real person because not just not only does the Bible back it up. History and other secular historians back up the fact that Jesus was real. Um, now, the thing that we have to wrestle with is, is he who he said he was? Because Jesus mm-hmm. made very bold claims about himself. And in John chapter 14, his famous last words, he starts with, by the way, I'm God. Just in case it wasn't clear before, that's exactly who I am. Yeah. I am God. I am in the Father. The Father is in me don't yeah. worry about it like we need to and and to me that makes everything else that he says even more trustworthy because he's not he says it in John 13 I'm not I'm not hiding anything I'm I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna speak as clear as day to you I don't want any questions at the end of this mm-hmm. you know um he has nothing to hide um and I think wait sorry we have to go back to our notes here um Jesus promises that Uh, He says, we are in the father or he is in the father and the father is in him. And then he says, if you remain in me, you're going to do greater works than I do. And that's an interesting thing for us to think about as believers, Mm -hmm. right? Like think about your life personally and what you've done with it so far ever since you started believing in Jesus, ever since you've decided to like follow him. What have you done with your walk with Jesus, Because Jesus promised, like, by the way, I I made miracles happen. You can pray for miracles and they will happen. I did this and you can do that. Not saying that we are going to be God, but that in being in him and our relationship with him, that like the proof of his ministry is that things keep happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go off on a slight tangent here that's slightly off subject, but still kind of is so we're all good but if we're supposed to look like christ and look like jesus did and even uh be called to be better or to do more acts than jesus right because if that's like the goal right i just i feel like i want to look at like how how the people like Jesus sat down with sinners, right? Everybody knows that, right? Like, Jesus didn't sit down with the Pharisees and, like, hang out with them and be all chill with them. Like, no. He sat with sinners. He sat with tax collectors, the scum of the earth. Like, he sat with the worst of the worst. Look at how those people came away from those encounters with Jesus. Mm. They never came away from those encounters being like, man, Jesus is a real jerk. Like, they never came out of those encounters being like, man, like, who who does Jesus think he is for, like, being all high and mighty? And, like, they, every single one of them, when they encountered Jesus, when Jesus sat at their table and ate with them and shared, like, his love, they all came away being like, i'm sinful and committing their life to jesus and i think we miss that so often because i've Mm. heard way too many stories of people saying like yeah i've been around christians and like they would yell at me they would tell me that i'm wrong and i feel like christians we get so high and mighty and like we think that we're so right Uh, and i'm not saying this as a blanket statement of course like these are outliers right But I've heard so many stories of people just having really nasty encounters with Christians because Christians are like, oh, those are sinful people. And it's really frustrating to hear because Jesus sat and ate and talked and preached to sinful people. And the people that walked away from Jesus weren't pushed further from the faith. They were pushed towards it, Hmm. right? And I I just find it so frustrating hearing stories like that because – If we're trying to look like Christ, then our encounters with people who are not of the same faith should be the exact same as uh, the encounters that, uh, like, the sinners had with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I find it heavily disappointing that there are so many encounters with Christians where people are like, yeah, Christians are such nasty people, so hateful, so all of this, because jesus is black and white about things like he's like this is right this is wrong but he never uses that black and white judgment to make other people feel any less human than they actually are and um i just wanted to get that off my chest but um
1: no that's good
0: yeah i don't know if this was the right time to talk about that but i just feel like uh he was on my heart you know
1: yeah (laughs) yeah No, but that's a good point to bring up, because if we're supposed to do greater works in Jesus, Jesus spent a lot of his time, like you said, with sinners. Like, not the people that you would think that God would spend time with, right? Like, And and here's what's so uh, counterintuitive about Christianity, is that in every other religion you spend so much of your life trying to become those high and mighty religious people, right? Like if if you were a Jew back in those times of Jesus, you would think that if God were to show up to anybody, it would be the high priest. It would be the people that have dedicated their lives to looking high and mighty, to you know remembering the law and practicing and blah, blah, blah. But Jesus showed up and he turned water into wine. And he's getting crazy at parties. And Jesus is touching lepers. And Jesus is turning funerals into um, news stories. And Jesus is... Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we got an
0: interruption here. (laughs) Play the uh, Jeopardy theme song.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Jesus is like in the... You know, um, Jesus shows up to regular people. Yeah, God shows up to regular people. He doesn't show up to just the religious elite, the people that look like they've attained like all the high and mighty status. He shows up to the people that are common just like you and me. Mm-hmm. And that's who God decides to hang out with.
0: I don't know if this is a Bible verse or not, but it's kind of like uh, a doctor doesn't cure healthy people, right? Yeah, Like when a doctor goes out and does his job... He doesn't go to healthy people and like work on them. No, he goes to the, like the sick, yeah, and he cures them.
1: Yeah, Jesus said that too. Yeah,
0: it was a Bible verse.
1: Um, and then and then if we keep reading here, um, again, Jesus, I love, I love this. Um, have you? I mean, Rowan and I have talked about love languages, and maybe you're listening, and, and you know, like your love language. If you've never heard of a love language, it's how you show and receive love so first like there's supposed to be five and it's you know like if you understand this you understand peo- people better um it's acts of service words of affirmation physical touch quality time and gifts and gifts right like my love languages are words of affirmation physical touch and quality time i i like and i will i will try like that's how i feel loved so like You know, like I hold on to letters, I hold on to whatever, like anything that you say nice about me, like they mean so much. Um, Rowan's is quality time, but he shows love by doing acts of service and spending time with people, believe it or not. So ladies, if you're paying attention anyway... (laughs)
0: uh stop no (laughs) seriously ladies (laughs)
1: um but in verse 13 15 in verse 15 jesus says if you love me keep my commandments god's love language is obedience Mm.
0: he
1: doesn't he doesn't like care about the gifts he doesn't play no games yeah
0: quick list of things god doesn't play
1: games games (laughs) yeah um uh, verse 15, if you love me keep my commandments, I'll ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. And that this is, this is interesting because we went from the commands mm. thing and now we're another topic here Jesus is going on to. He promises the Holy Spirit. And this is what's interesting. The spirit of truth, right? He goes on to describe the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit by saying the world can accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him because he lives with you and he will yeah. be in you. Um, well, I, that's an interesting statement. That the world will not know truth. The Spirit of truth will live in believers and will be with believers. But the world will not know truth. It will not recognize it if it slapped them in the face. Yeah. Um. But, but again, now he's talking about the Holy Spirit and he's transitioning. And this is one of my favorite verses. Um. About the Holy Spirit. Wait, let's see if we can find it. I had it in my phone, but my phone is recording the video. Um, mm. Oh, and then he talks about the Holy Spirit. And he said, listen, I'm trying to say all of this. This is in verse 25. I'm trying to get all this off of my chest. And while I'm still here with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I said to you. Mm. Um. So again, Jesus is going through his famous last words. John chapter 14 starts all of this. And he's starting with, uh, or he's starting with like this idea of who he is. And he throws in this little thing at the end of this chapter, at the end of this part of his discussion. He says, By the way, like, if you know the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to teach you all things and remind you of everything that I've said. And so. You know, like when when we talk about having a relationship with God and it's important that we know God, the father, it's important that we know Jesus and have the right beliefs about both of them. But it's important that we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit as well, because the Holy Spirit reminds us and he reminded the apostles and he gave them faith and he gave them courage to face all the tribulations and all the persecution and all of the things that they faced. And Jesus told them ahead of time, like, don't worry, he's going to keep you going. Mm hmm. Like, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of every single thing that I've taught you. Like, so, I mean, even if you forgot your phone at home, even if it's charging and you can't take all these notes down, the Holy Spirit will remind you of my words.
0: That's good. But at the same time, like, we need to invite him in, right? Like, the Holy Spirit, if we're, this is, ooh, I'm going to go off. Um... (laughs) Jesus talks about how the Holy Spirit and the world don't mix, right? You can't be of the world and have the Holy Spirit in you at the same time. So, like, if you're out partying and out doing your own thing Monday through Saturday, and then Sunday comes around and you're, like, praying, and then you go right back into the same routine, you're not going to have that Holy Spirit. You're not going to have that advocate that's going to remind you of God's love Mm -hmm. and God's word. And so, Monday through Saturday you're going to be like you're not going to be showing the love of Christ you're not going to be acting like Christ it doesn't take just uh, one sunday every week to make you a christian it's an everyday commitment Christianity isn't a religion, it's a lifestyle. And so you have to live by that. And through living by that, that's where you gain the Holy Spirit and like the Holy Spirit's wisdom and like the power behind that. And like this is what Jesus is talking about. He wants us to commit our lives. And through committing our lives, uh, can we experience the full power of the Holy Spirit.
1: And that's the, and and I'm glad that you brought this up because the crazy part is that's what Jesus is saying too. He's saying like, the Holy Spirit is meant to be with you mm-hmm. like he's not he's not a at church thing. The Holy Spirit doesn't live in the church. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. isn't waiting for you to show up on a Sunday morning. The Holy Spirit is there for your Monday through Saturday, your Sunday at church, your Sunday after church when you're trying to watch football, when you're trying to have brunch, all of these different things. The Holy Spirit is for all time. Right? Like, you need to get to know him. You need to spend time with him because he's the advocator, he's the helper, he's the counselor. Like, he, he goes by many names, but really, here's the spirit of the living God with us at all times. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the crazy part is, like, you want to learn to love like Jesus? You need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. You want to learn to live like Jesus? You need to spend time with the Holy Spirit. You want to be reminded of how to serve like Jesus, spend time with the Holy Spirit. Do you want to learn how to talk like Jesus, spend time with the Holy Spirit? Like, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus is going to go on and say this, later but like the whole like the whole trinity kind of points back they they're constantly it's like that meme of spider-man and they're pointing fingers at each Mm -hmm. other because the holy spirit is pointing to jesus jesus is pointing to the father and the father sends the holy spirit like they're just there like working in tandem with each other like each like pointing us back to god always and forever and if we don't have a right relationship with the holy spirit if we ignore the holy spirit like and and this is what's funny is we treat the Holy Spirit like a commodity a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's a good, you know, like, like it's almost like you ever have somebody ask a dumb question and they have Google on their phones, <laughs> you know, like I work, I, I worked for a while in customer service, right? And in customer service, you get these crazy questions every once in a while. And it's like you have the googles bro open up google type in your question there's your answer don't bother me mm-hmm. you know like don't spend your day and my day calling like get on the internet look it up and in yeah. and, and christianity we i think we get lazy and it becomes a commodity the holy spirit becomes and that's not who he's meant to be he's god with us yeah. and and so like we you know like i i hear this all the time and like being a youth leader or just being around people, it's funny, but we say things like, man, I'm just really struggling with, you know, learning how to watch my mouth or I'm really struggling with learning. I'm trying not to be so hateful. I'm learning. I'm trying to learn how to be more patient and I'm trying to learn how to do this or do that. And I'm and I'm what and it's like, oh, how often are you praying? How often are you spending time with the Holy Spirit? Man, you know, I don't really pray that much. I try to talk to God like all the time, but like, you know, and it's all these excuses. And It's like you're you're wasting the resource that you have god is with the holy spirit is with you Mm -hmm. um and and then and then we try to blame we try to look for other solutions and we we call the help desk and you know like we ask our pastor being the help desk and it's like so what, what do i do and he's like holy spirit right google like holy spirit it's right there he's not a commodity he's everything that you need he is god himself present with you at all times and he's there yeah don't treat him like a commodity. That's good. Um I get. Like but then let's let's there's one more thing that Jesus ends with. And he says it at the beginning and he says it at the end. He reminds us of peace and he tells us to not let our hearts be troubled to so, but to have faith in him. Um and I think that's that's important. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just a little footnote. Rowan why does any of this matter why should we pay attention to any of what was just said anything that Jesus is trying to let out like uh, during his last few moments like what why
0: I think um these last few moments Jesus is getting we said this at the beginning Jesus is getting the most important stuff off uh right now because he's leaving soon and he's not going to be here to say these anymore so he's trying to get all the important stuff and this uh these passages are really just defining what we should do as christianity or as christians because like we have the holy spirit jesus is the only way like Be comforted, because there's a place in heaven for you. Like all these things, it's of like the greatest value of uh, like the Christian faith, because this is like these are our tools to go out and make disciples of all nations. This is what Jesus is defining as like the important stuff, so that we can take that, take what he said, and use it to evangelize and help all the people. Uh, around the world. And so, like, that's why this is important because these aren't just words from a wise, uh, uh, like, speaker or some preacher. These are the words from the living God telling us what tools and what tools we need to make disciples of all nations, but also, like, how to get there, right? So, that's yeah. Important.
1: Yeah. And then also, it's, I think, it's important because, um, Jesus starts with by the way I am God. Yeah. He's not he's not playing games. He's saying like, "Hey, I am the way the truth and the life. You're not going to get to God except through me. By the way, I am in the Father, the Father is in me. We're one and the same. I've not I'm not playing these games." Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, if that doesn't cause your ears to perk up, if that doesn't cause you to like want to take note and pay attention to what is about to happen next, I don't know what will. But that's the end of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Listen, famous ass words, part one,
0: four part series,
1: four part series. We're doing John 14, 15, 16, and 17. Woo. A lot of, a lot of really good gold in there for us to like dig up, Kinda sift like, through like the, like the like
0: picking your nose.
1: Yeah. Like picking your nose when you get a really good one. It's like finding gold. Eat your, eat your, yeah. Yep. Although I've, like I said earlier, my nose picking doesn't make any noise. It never has.
0: Yeah. Uh, download <laughs> on Spotify. That helps us out. Um, like, subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, buy some merch. We have cool merch. Um, what else? Become a supporter. That's Check right. us out on our website. Also, I think Follow we plugged us on this the social medias. Yes, Instagram, TikTok, talk, TikTok. To talk. Um, we have a Facebook. Right?
1: We do have a Facebook.
0: Um, also, on our website, if you have questions, we would love to hear them. So, put your questions in on our website. We'd love for- to hear from you. Or if you just want to be like, yo, yeah, what's up, guys? We'll say what's up back. Um,
1: Maybe in like four to six business days, depending on who's answering.
0: If it's me, then like 7 hours Anyway <laughs> Have a good day guys. Good day mate. Uh it's Tuesday. Um when do our episodes come out? See you later, bruv Um Sorry, English
1: or Australian?
0: Good mate. Oh, all right. Well, Bye that was them. it from
1: us. C- catch you on the next times. Uh Yeah, I don't know what I was going to go with.
0: Yeah. All right, see you later. Peace out. I was going to go.